Hey everyone, welcome to Yoga Land's Yoga Teacher Companion. I'm your host, Jason Crandall. Recently, we have been looking at preparations for splits, Hanumanasana, and Lotus, Padmasana. And when we were talking about preparations for Padmasana, one of the things that came to me uh, was that I really want to show you the technique of actually getting into Padmasana. And the first thing that I want to say to you about this is, there's no safe way to do Padmasana if Padmasana doesn't work for your body. So I am going to show you my much preferred way of doing the pose, of setting up. I'm gonna show you the most common way of setting up that I think is um, full of potential errors. In fact, the, may, the way people usually come into the pose is it's a little bit more loose and it's a little bit more prone to problems than what I'm gonna show you. But all of these things being said, Padmasana has to work for your body for it to be safe. So there's nothing that I can show you that's gonna make something that is for your body not safe, safe. What we're gonna do here is we're gonna look at probabilities and we're gonna look at concepts. So the first thing that I want you to understand, everybody, is the primary mechanism for creating trouble in your knee in Padmasana for most people is not the flexion of the knee. That can be difficult for some, but you would, you'll know relatively early in the phase, the transition, if this is a problem. It's usually not flexion. It's usually that we produce too much rotation in the knee and or look everybody, and I'm gonna show this to you in the pose, we can not only create too much rotation of the shin relative to the thigh bone, but also a lot of times people will create a little bit of adduction of the shin relative to the thigh bone, okay? And we wanna look at how to minimize that potential. So let me show you first how people will typically get into Padmasana, at least when we're seated, right? So oftentimes what we do when we're seated is we just kind of like, from straight legs, we just bend a knee, we pull in, we catch that foot, and we slip it into Padmasana, okay? So again, a lot of times we'll just bend the knee and in one continuous motion, we'll bend the knee, we'll flex the hip, we'll catch the foot, and we'll draw in like this, okay? Now, I'm not here to tell you that's inherently a problem and that if you do it, all bad things are gonna happen, but Doing Padmasana like that, or even this is just the half lotus phase of the pose, is not quite as stable for the knee as another option. And here's why. Because when that knee is, right, so we'll pretend this is the leg that's getting bent and pulled into lotus. When the knee is at about a 90 degree angle, you have the greatest amount of leverage to move it, to move the shin medially or laterally. You have the greatest amount of leverage to rotate the shin or move it medially or laterally. So when that knee is at a 90 degree angle, there is a greater amount of potential torque that just catching that foot and pulling it into lotus there's a greater potential torque that you can exert on the knee when it's at that about 90 degree range. So if I'm just kind of bending that knee, pulling in, I'm gonna catch it at about 90 degrees. I can pretty much guarantee you. And this is the place where we have the greatest amount of potential torque on the knee to start to twist it 
or to start to pull it in a direction we don't want to, okay? Where you will have much less torque and much less potential for deviation of the shin relative to the thigh and therefore less potential for disturbing the knee is when the knee is actually fully flexed. So if I fully flex my knee first, and then I'm gonna show you the next step, but if I fully flex my knee first, I don't have nearly as much torque, and those of you watching, you can see this really easily. If my knee is fully flexed like this, and I start to take it into Padmasana, I don't have nearly as much torque potential at that full flexion as I do here. Okay, and remember, minimal, you have a, a pretty long lever, the shin's a pretty long lever here, so minimal pull on one side can create maximal torque on the other side. So just a little bit of pull when the knee is at this about 90 degree angle, it's a little bit less stable for the knee position. So instead of bending the knee, catching the foot, and in one motion, pulling in, I recommend you segment this. So watch, we fully flex the knee first, right? We fully flex the knee first, then we keep that knee fully flexed. So what I'm doing is I'm leaning back a little bit and I'm actually using my hands to pull the shin bone into the thigh bone. So I'm keeping the knee fully flexed, I'm pulling that shin into the thigh and then I'm externally rotating the leg. Like I'm just gonna take it into Janu Shirshasana. Okay, so watch, I go full flexion first. And then if full flexion is problematic for the knee, half lotus and full lotus, they're an absolute no-go, right? But so here I've completely flexed the knee, then watch, I keep it fully flexed, I take the leg out to the side, so then I externally rotate it, then I keep it fully flexed, and then slip it up on top into half lotus. So now I've set up into half lotus, everybody, and. Might it still be problematic for my knee? Totally, it isn't for my knee right now, but could this still be problematic? Absolutely, so that's where you have to check in with yourself, with your students, say, does it actually feel good in the knee? And if it doesn't, if it feels dissonant with the knee, you wanna come out. And we'll look at some, some alternatives to the pose at some point, okay? So instead of one continuous movement, segment them, fully flex the knee, keep that knee flex, rotate it, then slide it all the way up on top. So that's setting you up for half lotus, okay? So the half lotus is half the process of full lotus, but it is by far the simpler half. So the main takeaway from that is you want this segmentation to minimize the potential of creating torque in that knee and the more fully flexed the knee is, the less likely you're going to put that additional and undesirable torque into the knee. Now let's look at the next phase, everybody, because the next phase is, is really consequential, okay? So we, let's say we've gotten that front leg into Padmasana, or not that front leg, but the first leg into Padmasana, right? It's in Ardha Padmasana and it's happy, okay? So now I start to consider well, do I start to take the second leg into full lotus, right? Is this, a, is this a full lotus opportunity or not a full lotus opportunity? So here's where we can make a really clear um, distinction. 
So what I'm gonna do with this second leg is I'm gonna bend it just a little bit. I'll bend it about 90 degrees, but I don't have any torque or any load on it. I'm not pulling on it, any of that stuff. And then watch what I do, everybody. Um, I lean forward just a little bit. So it's not like I'm doing a big forward bend, but I lean just a little bit forward. What you can see if you're watching is this, my left knee, which is the knee I took into Half Lotus, it comes to the floor easily, okay? It comes to the floor easily, which means I can take this second leg and slide it on top. If my knee, which I'll show on the other side, if my knee didn't come all the way to the floor, I would have to pick up a foot and put it on top. And I want you to never pick a foot up and put it on top. Because all of that motion, if I were to pick up this leg, if I were to pick up the bottom leg to put it on the top of the top leg, all of that motion is gonna come from lateral deviation at the knee, which you do not want, okay? So I lean a little bit forward in that first half lotus leg, my knee's on the ground, which means I don't have to pick the right leg up to put it on top, I can slide it up, I can slide it right up that shin, no problem. And then once I get up there, everybody, it doesn't matter to me if you point the toes, relax the feet, flex the feet, those are all various options, but you don't want the initial foot so low that it's getting dorsiflexed. So you want, you at le very least, you want that first foot that comes in to be high enough that that inner ankle isn't getting all torqued, okay? So you can see here, like, this is good, I'm happy. My right knee doesn't come all the way to the floor, that's not a problem. But if I were gonna be here for a longer period of time, I might prop it up, okay? Now, let's look at when the knee that when the half lotus knee does not come to the floor, okay? Let's look at that because that is a real life situation in my right leg. So as a setup, everybody, I'll tell you, my right leg has much less range of motion than my left leg, okay? Um, this is something that has been, as long as I've done yoga, no matter what I've done, my right leg and my left leg, they're from different sides of the family, okay? Now, I'm gonna do the exact same preparation leading with my right leg. So, I straighten my left leg, I bend my right knee, I bring it all the way into full flexion to minimize the potential of torque at the knee. Can I still torque my knee? Totally, I still need to pay, pay attention. So I flex that knee, I keep pulling the shin into the thigh, I rotate the leg out, and I take it up, okay? Now, I'm happy here. My knee's not coming to the floor, but whatever, what do I have to prove? Nothing, okay? My right leg is happy. So now I do exactly what I did on the previous side. I bend that bottom knee a little bit, and then I lean forward, right? I'm not trying to do some big forward bend, I just kind of lean forward. And those of you that are watching, you can see, when I lean forward, my right leg, which is the leg I lead, led with, it doesn't come to the floor. It, it like doesn't, it actually doesn't really even come close to the floor. I can like press it down to the floor, you can push it down to the floor and it's not too problematic, but it doesn't feel good, okay? Um, so that right knee is not coming to the floor, everybody. So the only way that I would be able to get, right, and this is really good if you can see this, the only way that I would be able to get the left foot on top of the right foot would be to lift the foot up. And what I'm gonna do with this little skeleton model I have is I'm gonna lift that foot up. I'm not gonna lift my real foot up because I'm not foolish. I'm totally foolish, but I'm not this foolish. 
I've been this foolish many times before I've taken the lesson. But look, everybody, look what I'm doing with this leg. If, if, I, just, if I don't lift this foot, if I don't lift my left foot, then it can't get on top. The only way my left foot to, is, can get on top with that right leg because it's tighter is to lift. And if I lift, look, I'm creating this, la I'm creating this lateral deviation which is gonna compress the medial side of the knee and overstretch the outside of the knee. So what happens when that knee doesn't come all the way to the floor? You are a half load of sir on that side, okay? Now, I'm not gonna get into some of the complications of, well, should you do full lotus on one side and half lotus on the other side, or should you only do half lotus on both sides if one leg can't go into full lotus? I think we have all sorts of choices in this matter that are a little bit beyond the context here. But two main things I want you to take away, three main things I want you to take away from this. If a pose does not feel right, if there's local specific acute pain, especially in and around a joint, man, back off, okay? Just don't do that no matter what someone says. Number two, the knee joint is more prone to those lateral motions, those ex excess rotational and lateral motions when it's partially bent than when it's fully bent. So to minimize the potential of torquing the knee, I recommend you fully flex the knee joint first and hold that knee into flexion the whole time you take it into half lotus. Then the final thing everybody is, do that little lean forward test. So you lean a little bit forward once that first leg is in half lotus, if it comfortably touches the floor, consider sliding that second foot on top. If it does not touch the floor, live to practice and better yet, walk another day. You're a half lotus or on that second side, okay? If this works well for you, everybody, um, subscribe to the channel. There's all sorts of good stuff here. You go to jasonyoga.com, there's all sorts of good stuff there. Uh, but more importantly, just continue to practice, continue to educate yourself, uh, and be a skillful practitioner and teacher. All right, everybody, thank you.